Our second scripture reading for today is the 100th Psalm, verses 1 through 5. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come into His presence with singing. Know that He, the Lord, is God. It is He that made us and we are His. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him, bless His name, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever, and His faithfulness to all generations. This ends the reading of God's holy word. May God add many blessings to the hearing of it. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we have come into your house and gathered in your name to worship you. Enable us to hear your call in our lives. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts here together be found pleasing and acceptable in your sight. Our Lord, our Rock, our Redeemer. Amen. Today is the first Sunday of Advent. As I told the children, it's a time when we both look forward to the time when Christ will come again, as well as we remember those who waited for Christ the first time. It is a time of waiting, a time of preparation, a time of expectation. This year we're going to take a little bit of different approach to Advent. We're going to prepare for the time when Christ comes again, but more than that, we are going to prepare ourselves to more fully worship Christ on the day of His birth. In 2006, five pastors came together and began to talk about the way our society celebrates Christmas. And they came to the conclusion that there is something wrong with it. So they came up with the idea of the Advent Conspiracy. I first read about it about 2009, and what's so fascinating about it is it's not a business, it's not an organization, they don't ask for money, but it's more just a grassroots collection of ideas. And they have four tenets to it. And we're going to explore these tenets over the next three weeks as we worship during Advent through a sermon series. The first is to worship fully. The second is to spend less. The third is to give more, and we will combine those two. And finally, to love all. And these pastors, when they got together, realized that it's not enough to condemn the way that people celebrate Christmas without offering out a new way of celebration. A new way of celebrating the birth of our Savior, the birth of the Christ child, which we celebrate Christmas morning. And it all begins with worship. And that makes sense because worship is the way which many of us focus our lives on God. One of the things I miss about Farmington, and one of the things I'm simultaneously glad to be rid of, is that it was a small town, and a small town, everybody knows what everybody is doing. 
Here in Bowie, there's a sense of anonymity because there are so many people that not everyone can know all about your business, although I'm sure some people still do. But in Farmington, I knew most of the community. I knew about their lives. I knew about who they were. And what was always fascinating to me was the people that made the biggest fit during the Christmas season about keep Christ on Christmas and talked about the war on Christmas were the people that never entered the doors of church. It wasn't just my church. I knew the Methodist pastor. I knew the Catholic priest. I knew the Baptist preacher. And that was it. It was a small town. We only had four churches. But we met weekly and monthly and talked. And I knew that we might see these people during vacation Bible school or occasionally on Christmas Eve or Easter. But other than that, they never crossed through the doors of a church but they were the people who'd be making a stink about the stupid red cup from Starbucks. <laughs> or complaining about people, someone wishing them happy holidays instead of saying Merry Christmas as they bought their 18th big screen TV. If you want to keep Christ in Christmas, we must worship Christ. We must worship God. We must come before God. Because that's what we focus on when we worship, is God. And when we focus on something, it tends to change the way we view our lives. We tend to view our lives through the lens of whatever it is we're focused on. I've got friends who are photographers, and as they learn their trade, as they learn to focus on photography, and that's a really bad pun that I didn't intend... But they tend, tend to see the world as, oh, that would make a beautiful picture. Oh, that would be great with this kind of development. This, and they saw the world through their camera, through the idea of photography. When I first really got into running, everything was running to me. I remember I'd drive home and we'd be 3.1 miles from the house and I'd be like, oh, I'm a 5K away. Or it'd be a nice day and I think this would be a beautiful day to go for a run. Or someone who focuses on cooking and goes out to eat and they taste the flavor profiles and think what they could do to improve it or to change it or to make it a better meal. When we focus on something, it colors everything we do. So as we prepare to receive the Christ child, as we prepare to celebrate His birth, we must focus on God through worship. Because isn't that what Christmas is all about? Isn't it about celebrating God's love and grace and how God became human and dwelt and lived among us? And so we gather together and we worship and we focus on God and we keep the Christ in Christmas. Not by worrying about someone saying happy holidays, or what company is serving what in what cup, or what plate, or what takeout bag. But in coming together as a faith community and worshiping God. The Old Testament reading is from the book of Psalms, and the Psalms is a collection of prayers. And there's prayers of lament, prayers of thanksgiving, prayers of worship. And our prayer today is a prayer of worship, and it tells us how we are to worship. 
It doesn't tell us if we should have three or four hymns. It doesn't tell us when or if we should have the passing of the peace or if we should sing We Are an Offering or the Doxology. But it does tell us the spirit in which, which we should enter worship. It tells us that we should enter into worship with gladness. That we should make a joyful noise to the Lord. Just a pine cone, just wanted to make sure it wasn't the Advent candle. That's a... That we should be so excited to go to worship, but we can't help but sing out with joy. We shouldn't go to bed Saturday night or wake up Sunday morning going, oh, I have to go to church this morning. But instead we should get up saying, I get to go to church this morning. This ex- exciting, I'm filled with joy, filled with gladness about it. And as we sit in worship, the psalm tells us that we should know who God is. That God is our Lord. That it's God who created us. That we are God's people. The sheep of His pasture. And we should enter into worship with thanksgiving. Aware of all that God has blessed us with. That God has loved us, that God has redeemed us, that God has blessed us abundantly. Our New Testament reading is the tale of the shepherds that we're all so familiar with from the Christmas tale. The shepherds who sat in the field and an angel came to them saying, Behold, I bring you great tidings of good news for all of people, for unto you a Savior is born in the city of David. And in this scripture passage, we have the first recording of people worshiping Christ. Because that's what it is. The shepherds got up with excitement, with haste, with joy, and they rushed to see the Christ child. And there they paid homage. There they worshiped the Christ child. And they left transformed. They left new people. They left going to tell everybody they encountered what they'd seen, what they heard. They were so filled with joy and excitement that they could not contain it within themselves, but had to share it with everybody. Imagine worship like that. Imagine leaving here on a Sunday going, I'm so filled with the choir anthem, so filled with the hymn, so filled with the sermon, so filled with worship and with God that I can't help but tell the people I encounter. That is the worship we should be seeking. That is the worship we should be participating in. As we move through this Advent season, as we prepare to receive Christ, we need to prepare to worship and to encounter Christ more fully. To celebrate Christ's birth. To not get caught up in consumerism and with society and the way everything else bombards us with the images and the sounds. But to focus on that Christ child. And it begins with worship. And if we move towards Christmas with joy, with gladness so filling that we can't help but sing, can't help but make a joyful noise to the Lord, 
If we move towards Christmas and the celebrating of the Christ child, knowing who God is. If we move towards Christ's birth and Christmas, thankful for all that we've been blessed with, then we keep the Christ in Christmas. Then we celebrate Christ's birth more fully. Then we replace the old ways of celebrating Christmas with the new, with a focus on that child and on God's gift to us. Amen.